Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to The Mentor. I'm Mark Boris. Now, this week I'm talking to the UFC featherweight champion of the world, Alex Volkanovsky. 2011, Alex started MMA training to keep fit while playing rugby league for his local and rep teams right down there in the gong when he got a phone call from an MMA fighter called Shane Coleman who wanted to train him. Now, Alex knew he had to grab this opportunity with both hands and he started the next day. He's the first Australian-born fighter to win the UFC title, beating Max Holloway to claim the featherweight belt title. It's a pretty heavily competed division. Some great fighters in there. He fought all of them. In his previous fight, Alex outpointed, of course, the Brazilian Jose Aldo, who was considered the greatest featherweight fighter of all time. And that is, of course, before Holloway beat him. And Aldo was considered the best pound-for-pound fighter in all of the UFC. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the business of fighting. We're here to ask Alex about what drove him. What are the skills that got him to where he is today? How does he plan for a fight? How does he plan for things to go wrong? Just like we are all experiencing our own business environments now when things go wrong. How does he control his mind around intimidation about things going wrong or intimidation about something that he didn't expect. We're talking to Alex about how does he build his brand? What does his brand stand for? What are his choices when it comes to building his brand? This is going to be a really good podcast, so let's get into it. Alex Volkanovsky, welcome to The Mentor, mate. Yeah, thanks for having That's me. That's a mouthful. Yeah, you got it, you got it. I guess, uh, I mean, unlike my surname, um, my surname was a Greek surname, but as Boris, is, it, it doesn't sound Greek, but it's, clearly it's been shortened at some, from some stage or other. I mean, Volkanovsky has never been shortened. Yeah, nah. Well, Alexander Volkanovsky too. So uh, I'm, I, everyone calls me Alex, and uh, on my certificate, birth certificate, it actually says Alexander. So when you get the whole, uh, whole uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, yeah, it, it goes, you got a middle goes name? well. I don't. I don't. Luckily, that'll go forever. I'm going to have to listen. Everybody listen to this. I am so fucking excited. I'm so excited this morning. Like we're in the middle of this bloody coronavirus thing and I've shut my business down in that I send everybody home. Hundreds and hundreds of staff have gone home. They've got to work from home. I mean, it's a really stressful period for everybody. I mean, a lot of pressure around the place. And I woke up this morning and I bounced out of bed. I went to the gym, turned over to get a cup of coffee, crossed the road from my work before I, after I had my shower. And the young bloke there serves me coffee. He said, who's on your podcast this morning? I said, and I said with a big smile, lots of energy, Alex Volkanovsky, mate, he was fucking above himself. He's saying, bring him up. Can you bring him up? He thought I was doing across the road in my office. So I said, no, I'm down at uh, Southern Cross Hysteria just recording it. But mate, yeah, I don't know if you understand. I, I don't know if you understand, but I, I'm a mad fight fan of any type of fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know if you understand how popular you are in this country. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Uh, obviously, uh, I know a little bit more than, than before. Obviously, winning the world title is a, a pretty big deal. and uh, But yeah, I, I still don't think I, I, I am where I, sh- where I should be. I still think I, you know, obviously I appreciate uh, the support. The support's always been good. But, you know, right now I think I, I should be in a, a better position. And that's why this uh, podcast is, uh, you know, so I could sort of explain what I mean by that. Like we can get into, you know, pretty deep with that. So it's just... You know, right now, you know, I believe that again, I'm, I'm world champion. But you know, if you look at stats and that, I'm I'm not where I should be. You know what I mean? And, you, and that's you, yeah, you something talk, that okay, you're talking. But do you mean by that in terms of revenue or uh, or just social uh, social awareness? May, or what is it? Maybe all of it. All Brand. of it, I guess. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm. A, I would just. I wish you know, fighting was it was all about just being able to fight. But you know, it, it, ain't. it, it ain't. Yeah, and we're gonna we'll, we'll get deep, deep into this that. Is about, this whole podcast series, as you know, I said yep. to the outside, this is about the business of fighting. Yes, right? which is why when I had the opportunity to bring you on, mm-hmm. as probably I've only got one representative of the UFC. That's you. The rest are all boxers. 
I wanted someone to come on who I saw who is really giving it a good hard crack as a business person mm-hmm. in UFC, in yep. MMA. Yep. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to go back a bit though, um, because when you're in any business, I don't give a shit what the business is. When you're in business, when you're growing up, from your parents, obviously through DNA, but also from your social development, from who you hang out with, from where you live, from how you feel, you start to develop a skill set, not necessarily in your case MMA, but a skill set in an athletic sense. Mm-hmm. You start to build a sense about who you are and finally you, you build a sense of what you love. Because to be good at something in business, you have to love it. Yeah. I want to go back to Alexander when he was 14, 15 years of age. It's not that long ago in your case. <laughs> but 14, 15 years ago, where were you at school? Uh, I think at 14, I would have been a... Uh... I would have just transitioned from wrestling to rugby league. Okay. What do you mean by wrestling? So wrestling, I used to do Greco-Roman. Greco-Roman so, wrestling, right. Yeah, I've always loved uh, martial arts, boxing and all that type of stuff. So I've always uh, wanted to do things like that. And we used to, you know, the PCYC used to have a games night on a Friday night. And uh, I used to go there and, you know, just hang out with, with the mates and whatever. So but which had, one, Wollongong? Or? That was uh, Lake Illawarra. Well, my, my experience with PCYC is when I was a kid, when I was your age, then, when I was 15, PCYCs were called police boys. And generally speaking, the only reason you end up with the police boys is because you got in trouble, which actually happened to me. And uh, and the cop, the local sergeant, who happened to be the father of a guy called Chris Murphy, he's a very famous criminal lawyer these days, uh, grabbed hold of me once at Belmore Oval. I was watching the camera game. There was a big brawl on. And uh, he said, I'm going to tell your father unless you turn to the PCYC. So we, I started to become PCYC. And uh, today is a PCYC. Did you join the PCYC because of that or or is it just a community place? It was just a community uh, sort of place. So uh, again, we went there as a games night, we called it. We being um, who? Uh, just yeah, me, mates, people from school and just people like sort of our age, you know, it was a, we just went there. They had like a skateboard and people would go on the half pipes. They had wrestling after they had like, you know, sausage sangers. Why do you do wrestling? <laughs> why? Why? Well, that's that's where it sort of started. So but that's why, where. Why did you? Why why did you say, oh, shit, I'm, I'm going to have a crack at that? I, I didn't. Like, it sort of come to me just because they had it there. They finished the night off with wrestling and they just let kids wrestle you know like or you know whoever like they just go in and then they wrestle there was because there there was a a coach there that re, that was coaching at that pcyc and that was what they done that was one of the activities did he say hey kid get over here well he i had a go and I, i'd done really well with it so i've always been pretty you know strong you know whether it's from you know you know just the genes or whatever i've always been uh you know really strong and uh that was something that i was pretty good at naturally really good at and he told me straight away he goes you gotta you gotta Stick to this, or like you can't come train with us. So we're not, this is not one of those stories where, um, I mean, like my good mate Jeff Fennick. I mean, Jeff's became a boxer because, like, you know, he got discovered by Johnny Lewis. But Jeff was just a bad bastard, and he was getting in fights and stinks, and you know, like, it was a drama. I mean, and that and that's a pretty typical fighter's story. Mm-hmm. Or you're not telling me either. My dad pushed me into it because, you know, we, we had to earn some money. You know, this is not what the Mexicans do mm-hmm. or a lot of the Filipino kids have to have to go and do or the Thai kids. Yep. This is because Alex just said, shit, I wouldn't mind having a crack at this. Well, yeah. I just uh, was lucky enough to be put in that position. You know what I mean? So I went there and, and that lucky was- Lucky's uh, a good word, by the way. Yeah. Lucky's Luck, a yeah, good yeah, word. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, well, it just, I was there and then I done well at it and it was something that I guess, well, as you can see now, I love it, right? That, that, that's uh, the martial arts, all martial arts. I've always loved it. So I went and done really well, you know, and I've always been a bit uh, heavier set as well, and we'll get into that. But, uh, you know, so I was always versed, and while I was wrestling, older kids. So people like- It was a wait for age type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was. So you, you know, within within reason. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. couple of years, but I was always versing guys, uh, you know, a couple of years older than me. And I'd done really well. I've only ever lost uh, back then. I think I'd done it for maybe two years. I only lost uh, like twice out of like, you know, hundreds of matches or something. Which Is this when you won the Nationals? The I nationals? won Nationals, yeah. yeah I've won, uh, won that twice. And I won, one loss was to a guy that I beat him and he was actually really good. Like, I'm pretty sure he eventually went to the Olympics and, and things like that. And my older brother. So you, as they always say, you can never beat your older brother. So, so how many kids in your family? There's four of us. Four, four kids. Two sisters and one brother. And my, my, where do you sit? I'm the, I'm the baby. You're I'm the, the baby of the family. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. uh, dad wasn't a, a fighter or a wrestler or anything like that? Uh, is he built yeah, similar to you when well, you were he younger? Was, yeah, he's he's actually uh, been athletic. He was always athletic, and I guess you could say uh, you know it runs in the family of them. You know, on both sides of the family that they're, they're pretty known, I guess, for bluing. I guess you could say yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing that we would be proud of, but you could you know it's always been something that you no know, again again we're you know naturally good at you know that type of stuff. So uh, I end up uh, with the back to wrestling. We're, we're, we're talking with. So again, like I was uh, really good at that and it was uh, something that 
again, I think it was just in my genes. And uh, I did have a passion for it at the time, but but then I had my mates playing football and then I had, you know, even, you know, you had to wear tights as well. So being yeah, yeah, young yeah. and you know, I didn't want to wear tights, I want to play football with the mates. So I sort of gave that up. So that that's uh, that's where the wrestling sort of uh, stopped for a while. Uh, just purely because of that, you know, being young and, and silly and wanting to play football with the mates. So you weren't, you didn't have your mummy dad saying, "Come on, we're going to train you." But like the Waters boys, man, I don't know if you remember the Waters boys. Are yeah. Way before you, but like the, you know, their old man pushed them into being fighters, and they yeah. they became great fighters as mm-hmm. a family. But lots of drama, and they're getting pushed. You didn't have mum or dad saying, "Come on, mate, get, play footy, go wrestling." You didn't have any of that. No, no, not really. So they just, even when I obviously end up playing like rugby league and fighting and that, and they sometimes they were like, "Oh wow, you know, that's a pretty full on." But they sort of let me do do whatever I wanted to do. You know, they were supportive in whatever I wanted to do, and just sort of hang back and you know, pretty chill about it all. Well, what about the other side of it? Like, um, uh, because people want to know this. Like, yep. typical. Kids of migrant families. So I know your mum was born mm-hmm. here, but your dad was a migrant. He, mm-hmm. he came here from Macedonia. Mum went back to, she was Greek, but she went back to Greece yep. later on. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, the first generation, the migrant parents, like my family, they push you to go to university. You know, they say, no, 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 that other shit, no sport. You're not doing that. You're not going to play footy. I want to play rugby league. You're not playing footy. You're going to university. W- what happened in your family? You, you didn't get that push? Or did someone say, become a tradesman? Go and do something. Well, my dad was a, a concreter. Yep. And he, he, he had, a, we had a family business, so he had his own business. He did want me to go to school. He didn't want me to be a concreter. Obviously, yep. it's, it's hard work. So he did want me to go to school and me being young and silly and, you know, all, all my mates were, you know, working and it just, you know, was something that, you know, I, th- I wanted to work, you know, it was, I guess it was just w- where we were and that, that's what I wanted to be in the family business, you know, with my dad and my brother. My brother was uh, doing it as well. So that's where I sort of got into into like you know, concrete and so that's a hard he, business yeah it was yeah 100 percent. but you know again my dad was always uh, really good and you know even when I, I was playing football and stuff if i had to be somewhere for fighting or or football like he would let me go and so it was pretty good it worked well especially once i got into fighting because there's a lot of times where i got to go away for a week and you know fight and stuff like that and i was still concreting at the time so growing up i was doing a few few things i was playing rugby league i was even in my last year of uh, football i ended up doing MMA, started MMA, had a couple of fights, and I was concreting at the same time. So it was uh, hard work, but I get, I guess I pride myself on being a hard worker, and you know, I've always put myself in positions where no matter how tough things get, I'm, I'll, I'll get it done. You know, that's just, So that's, that's important. That is, yes, If 100%. you're in business, I always say to everybody, if you're in business, I don't give a shit what your business is, you've got to have a sense of hard work. You've got to understand what hard work is. Mm-hmm. You've got to love hard work. You've got to actually enjoy doing it, yep. sweating. You know, you got whatever it is, you're sweating the time if you're doing study or you're writing up a report or you're sweating the time shoveling the concrete or you're putting the bricks up. You've got to be enjoy that sweat and you've got to be look forward. You can't be sitting there, oh, I can't do this, I can't handle it, this yep. is all too hard because that ain't going to work. You've got to enjoy the sweat and the, the difficulty with it. So to be successful in business, one, absolute number one, you've got to understand hard work. You've got to understand the ethic of hard work. And by the way, you know, like I got a bloke who works for me, he's been working for me for like 20 odd years. His name's Nick Mitrevsky, he's a Macedonian. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, Macedonians eat rocks for breakfast. Like, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But they're the hardest <laughs> bastards in the world. Like, all those Yugoslavs, the, back, going back to them was Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. Macedonia's yep. part of Yugoslavia, they're all hard. They're all, yeah, no, what? You say, can you fix this? No, no problem. I'll do it. Can you uh, have a crack at that? Yeah, no problem. I'll climb that tree and cut that down. Yeah, no problem. He's still the same. He's like in his mid to late 50s now. He's got a whole you know, grown-up family, everything like that. Um, and I, I originally met him. He was our cleaner. And I needed – I was living on my own, and I had four sons living with me. I, I raised my sons by myself. Well, they saw their mums only occasionally. And I had to work, so I had to get someone to pick my kids up from school every day. And I said to this bloke who was a cleaner in the building I was working, I said, I said man, how much do you get paid per hour? He said, oh, 16 bucks or something. I said, do you want to work for me? I'll pay you $25. And he go pick my kids up, blah, blah, blah. He's been with me ever since. And I would never get rid of him because the guy is, is dying your arm style personality. And that's very much his culture, which is, seems to me a little bit of the culture. It's because I've been reading your bio and, so, and I, was, I listened to your interview with Joe Rogan. By the way, audience, this bloke was on Joe Rogan last <laughs> week. He's, he's flown back for this podcast. <laughs> um, no, not really, but he was. But, and I listened to that and, and you said... I would fight anybody. I fight anyone when I'm training. When I'm training, you fight every shape, size, mm-hmm. skill, everything. Mm-hmm. And that's very much a cultural thing that a lot of people from 
like I just said, like Nick Matrevsky works for me, the Macedonian style, he'll just do anything. You know, where does that come from? What do you, what, have you thought about, why is it you'll have a crack at anything, do anything that you have been put in front of you? I guess you can say, and I don't want to be boring by saying that, I can, you, you can say it's like sort of maybe in the genes or, or yeah. what it is, but I mean, it's persistence as well. Uh, you know, from doing things like that my whole life as well. So I've, uh, I guess where there was just my mentality, even as a young kid, if, if I was, if an obst- obstacle was put in front of me, I ain't going to shy away from be like, ah, oh, I can't be bothered. I'll find a way to, to get it done. You know, I'll find a way to, to make that happen. And that, and I was always doing that, you know, again, like whether it was wrestling versus guys that even though they were same weight, they were older and they were like a couple of years older. And at that age, it's a big deal. But I didn't look at it that way. I'd be like, oh, yeah, they might be strong. I'll find ways to, to beat them, whatever it is. Same well, can as I a just stop there? Because yep. this is really important. Right now, we've got a lot of people listening to this show, a couple hundred thousand people. They're in business. They're small business owners, largely. They are looking at this coronavirus. There's no one coming into the shop. There's no one coming into their restaurant. Or they've got mm-hmm. to close their restaurant or whatever the case may be. They are feeling, all of a sudden, they're being confronted by the person, not a person, but an event much bigger yep. than them, okay? Mm-hmm. Can you give them a tip? What do you do to get your mind to say... Instead of your mind saying, oh, I can't versus this person, he's taller or broader, wider or faster, being out longer than me, heavier, whatever the case may be, older. How is it that you get your mindset into a place where you're actually prepared to go for it, even if you get beat or hurt? Mm-hmm. What would you say to them about their mindset, given that they are now getting confronted by something bigger than them? Yeah. What, what do you think? It's a... Now, I normally ask psychologists, but, you know, I fuck the psychologists. I'd rather actually ask you. You do this for a business. That's mm-hmm. your business. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, so I, I try and treat uh, what I do as a business, you know, and I have to. So, again, like a persistence is always going to be key as well. And then when uh, being able to adapt as well. Uh, right now, crazy times we're in right now, and we, we need to adapt, you know. Think what are things that we could do, you know, that – yeah, again, I might find so, find someone like you said that's a lot taller. So I need to adapt to. But what do you do that. in your mind? How do you? you know, well, I just uh, again, I'll, like I'll find ways around it. So there's a you know, say if it is with business or, or something, yeah, there will be obstacles. Do we just stop there or do we make it work? You know, right now, you know, so if we are all trapped in our houses for the next couple of weeks, you know, what can we do to better our business? Or you know, the same thing as if I, I was fighting. You know, again, I might not be. Right now, how do I train then, you know, in a, in a situation Correct. where I'm stu- stuck home? So what do you do? I will do you... adapt. I will, uh, how, I'll, how? Tell, them, well, tell us how. You know, whether it's a, I'll try and I'll train, I'll find things in the house to make, make okay, it available. Good, you know good, what good. I mean? So, so you, do you sit down and plan it? Do you uh, say, you know, maybe I, got, I need to lift some weights or whatever you need. Maybe yep. I need to just build my butt up for strength or something. And they're like, do you, and I can't go to the gym, so do, do you say, okay, I'm going to get this and I'm going to adapt this mm-hmm. way? Yeah. Do you actually, and you sit down and think it through or? Yeah, I do. Yeah, oh, 100%. You know, again, like uh, there's there's times where you might, I, I might, you know, I, I broke my hand the last fight. You know, I can sit there and a lot of people use that as an excuse to sit back and be like, all right, I don't need to train. I just won the world title. I'll sit back and, you know, and, and just chill. But I'm like, all right, well, I'm professional and I am, this is my business and I need to keep this business going strong or, you know, I need to do what I can. I need to be professional and, and I'll do like leg strength or whatever it is, you know, just to keep building my base. You know, there's, oh, I won't be able to use this arm, but I've got plenty of other tools that will help me, help my business uh, to to better for the, for the future. When my hand's good, we'll get back to work with with everything. But right now, I could be building my legs. I could be building my left hook. I've got a mean left hook now because I broke my hand. You know what I mean? It's just the little things like that. I, I have to adapt to the situation. Don't shy away from it. Like, you know, there's there are things that can be done. Even if we are back home, like there's, you know, there's plenty. The knowledge is out there. You know, someone listening to your podcast or, you know, reading or, you know, capitalizing that, that time that you are at home. You usually won't be able to, you're working. But now if you're going to be stuck at home, you could be adapting to what's happening and expanding your brain by just reading or learning or, you know, just to adapt to the situation. I know it's easier said than done. But again, rather than dwelling on what's happening, like there's, there's. Well, I believe it's easier done than not done. Yeah. So, like, you got a choice. What, what are we going to do? I can, I, I can sit back and feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. by what's confronting me. Someone's taller, bigger, faster, stronger, heavier, older, or in business, um, you know, some sort of catastrophe that's coming my way that I can't. Like Uber's taking over my business because mm-hmm. I'm, I might be in the cheap eats business. Uber might be out competing with, looking after all my competitors. I've got to sit back and plan a way around this. Otherwise, you're going to fucking die. Yep. When you walk in that ring, mm-hmm. if you don't have a plan and if you haven't trained to that plan and been prepared for that plan, you could fucking die. Yeah, exactly right. So your, your world title fight, when you won your fight, yep. you had to plan and adapt to a style of a fighter. It, yep. By the way, ranked 
pound for pound the best fighter in the world at the time. Yeah, well, he said, yeah, well, one off, yeah, one off, definitely. Yeah. So, how did you prepare for it? I mean, how, and why is it you don't get overwhelmed? Well, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Tell me. I mean, you're just one of them bastards. Just say, oh fuck it, I don't care. It's not that. It's a, oh, I'm. I always try and keep myself composed in in every situation. I've always done that as a young age. Like I said, being a, you know just. Every, even if I'm doing interviews or whatever it is, I've always just try and keep myself level. So I can be, you know, even when I'm fighting, a lot of people think you need to listen to hardcore music and rev yourself up so you've got to go in there and fight. I, I ain't fighting. I've got, I've got a plan. I've got a plan to stick to and I need to stay composed. And I need to stay level. Plan. And I've trained myself to keep myself composed and level in these situations. And there's going to be different styles. Again, that's why I'm always preparing, even, out, even while I'm in camp, I'm preparing for this guy, but I'm still preparing for... This could go anywhere. You know, this is a mixed martial arts. There's so many different things. So I'm not only, oh, yeah, work on this right hand, work on that knockout punch. There's so many other things I can do. This, this, and then I could be fighting and something might not be working out for me. So I need to adapt and I need to use my wrestling or my jujitsu. And, you know, these are things that, again, you want to be preparing for that sort of stuff, you know, your whole career. Again, I'm trying to better myself, uh, better my business in whatever I, way I can all year round. You know, so that's a, so I'm prepared for the worst come fight time. You know, no matter what's thrown in front of me, I can adapt and, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, it's just, uh, that's something that I, I've always been able to do is, is adapt. And I think it's because of the persistence of me doing things like that in the gym. As you were saying before, if it's, I'm training with all different shapes and sizes, even when I'm in camp, I could get someone that's going to resemble Max Holloway, mm. my last fight. I resemble exactly him. But what if he switches up, which he's known to do? He's fought Southpaw, Orthodox. And he did. He, fought, he, fought, yeah. he, tra- he switched over he did, Southpaw. He did sw- switch stances. Because you, you fucked know? his leg up. Yeah, That's exactly. Why he's, he's got submissions, you know what I mean? And there's, you never know. Or what if something happens? What if he gets injured and then someone else gets thrown in? Mm. That's a big spanner in the works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, do I sit there and be like, oh, I'm not prepared for this? You know, I've got to, I've got I've got to feed the Which family. Pe- there are fight. some people saying that at the moment, mate. Some people are saying, I'm not prepared for this change in business at the moment and I've got to feed my family. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, your advice then was you've got to always be fucking prepared for something. And I want to put it into a business sense where you just said there's something very interesting. In business, we go and prepare a business plan. I see lots of people that prepare a plan and it's based on a whole lot of assumptions, mm-hmm. assumptions as to what the business environment is going to be. All the variables are assumed. You do the same when it comes to fight. You say, well, I'm going to fight Max and I've, Holloway and I've got I know I think I know who he fights or I've watched the last few fights I know what his strengths weaknesses are I know what he can do so I'm going to prepare a plan so I'm going to train to that plan same in business we prepare a plan yep. we build our business around the plan we train to our plan prepare to the plan you jump in the ring just like we jump into business which you're you are in business but the same the same sort of analogy something changes one of the assumptions changes or a whole lot of assumptions change you know like yep. you were kicking the shit out of his out of his left leg but it, it obviously hurt him so, which you sort of you kept him off. You, you fucked his rhythm up a bit, yes, right? That's exactly right. So, and well so, done on that. Yeah. So exactly he had. To, I love the fight game. So <laughs> yeah. he had. To, so he had to adapt. Okay. Yep. He switched around, became southpaw, put yep. his right leg out the front, which meant that your kicking leg has to change around. Otherwise, you're going to have to do. Maybe you can kick him on the inside of the leg, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You had to adapt. Yeah. Now, the point we're trying to make here is that in business, shit changes. You can have your plan. You can train your ass off to your plan, but you've got to train your ass off to to things that might vary in your plan. Now, that's why I think, I mean, I don't want to be so uh, presumptuous as to say this to a world UFC world champion, but that's the reason you beat him. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what he changed, whatever he fucking threw at you, yep. you outrated him in terms of intensity and you d- you didn't get flustered because yep. you were ready. Yep. I'm saying that to business people. Yeah, be yeah, the same. Yeah, that's, what I, that's what I was going to ask you. So when you, you go into business, uh, I'm sure you've got a plan, but- you are well aware that there might be adjustments. These things might not go to plan, so you are going to adjust. And that's exactly what happened in that fight. Like some people might not have even noticed it, but these are like, – we probably made adjustments, you know, four or five adjustments or more in that fight. And he was adjusting to you he too. Yes, yeah, so he's adjusting. It was a chess match. When I say it was a chess match, it really was. So a lot of people probably couldn't see it, whether it's just distance changes. And it goes that minimal. Like, you know, it really does. Uh, uh, you know, whether I hit that leg and then he's a, you know – you know, obviously he's off that lead leg a little bit. Then obviously the range is a little bit different, which would work in my favor anyway. But just all then he switches stances and then he's a, I would go in and he would wait for the counter. He realized that wasn't working. So he would pretend to counter, pull back and then counter. So then I was aware of that and they're not letting, you know what I mean? It was all these adjustments that, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to prepare for and I, I need to understand that. I was I watching him know. fake and then you were fake and he was fake. I was watching yeah. the fake, like, because the fake's a good way of getting, changing the distance up. Yeah, exactly like, right. You can fuck someone up that way. But I I studied the fight. I loved it. But yeah. 
that my point, our point, yeah, but yeah. that's why you and I are here. We're here to talk to all these people out there. I mean, mm-hmm. Alex Volkanovsky, he's got his, he knows what his business is and he's got his business, you know, he's got it down pat. He knows it well and he's, you know, you're at the top of the tree, which by the way can be a problem because you've got to stay at the top of the tree. That's yeah. all. And we'll talk about that in the second half. But people who are listening to this, so you need some sort of, if you're looking for some inspiration because you're, you're feeling fucked up at the moment, mm-hmm. um, the point being is that every business gets challenged by something mm-hmm. and you have to adapt. Yep. If you're a singer, let's say you're a singer in a band and all your all your events have been cancelled. I saw something interesting last night in Italy. Singers were going, so oh, I've had all my concerts cancelled. So some singer went into a really crowded residential area where there was 20-storey buildings and surrounded and he actually started singing downstairs and people started throwing money at him. And uh, but no, it's good. It's a brand building exercise. Mm-hmm. Here's an opportunity to build my brand. Yep. Here's someone who's going to go and do something Wow, there's someone doing something weird. Who is that dude? Yep. And then someone started doing it for gym work, started doing gym I training. I saw that one, actually. I you saw that, that one? Yeah, too? Yeah, 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 that was cool. And started saying, let's do a workout. And these sort of initiatives, these innovations, that's what you've got to be prepared to do. You've got to innovate and initiate all the time. You've got to do it in fighting, in the business of fighting. You've got to do it in the, in the business of cafes. I mean, like, uh, if I'm a hairdresser and I can't no longer have my hairdressing salon open for 50 people, maybe I should pick the, the top five people with the most money and say to them, I'll come and do your hair at home, but I'm going to have to charge you more. Instead of doing your hair at, I don't know what you care, what you care for a lady gets her hair done, but let's say it's 100 bucks if you come into the hairdressing salon to get whatever they get done. But I might say, look, for $200, I'll come and do it at your home, or you can come to my home, one of the two, and I'll allocate a little room at the back. Mm-hmm. You might be able to get your income back up yep. in that in regard. Now, you might not earn the same money you're earning if you're running the salon, but you're earning some money yep. during this three-month period. I guess what we're trying to do here is get people to understand that being in business, whether you're in the business of fighting or anything else for that matter, you've got to be have a plan, be prepared to adapt when your plan yep. goes astray and the assumptions that you make for your plan change, and you've got to train for all this shit. So I want to talk to you about how important is it – now, I don't know the name of the place. You go to a joint in New Zealand somewhere yep. where you fight all these different people, right? Or train with, yeah. City tra- train with, yeah. Yep. You know, to some of them, I just say, oh, we just go to New Zealand to a camp. But I think there's a bit more strategy around this. Is about yeah. being prepared for all the things that get thrown at you when you jump when you jump into the ring against these guys who can adapt. Yep. Your opposition who can adapt because a good fighter can always adapt. Yep. One hundred percent. Especially your competitors. Yep. And especially in your game, there's a lot of disciplines. This is just boxing throwing exactly punches. Right. This is get you on the ground. All sorts of stuff. I want to talk to you, and I want to get this into the people's heads. You need people. In business, you need to start to think where, which camp's going to go into. They might be going to seminars. They might be going to doing courses online. They're camps for people in business. Mm-hmm. What am I going to learn that is going to help me adapt outside of just going to my day-to-day stuff? And I want to talk to Alex Volkanovsky about what does he do? Why is New Zealand so important to him? Why are all these camps important to him? What's his whole training regime and what's his objective? I want to come back to that. Okay, we're back from the break. We spoke to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Um, and, and we're going to talk about sponsors too because sponsors are really important. Yep. But we did finish off talking about, in the last half, the importance of going to a camp. Now, I just want to explain to our listeners, obviously what Alexander does for a camp is different to what I might suggest to you do as a camp, business owners. But business owners' camps are sort of like having exposure to different styles, different ideas, different thoughts. Now, for example, you business owners might be listening to this podcast. You business owners might be listening to five other different business podcasts. You might be also looking at other people's Instagram about business. You might be doing digital online courses about business, just listening to other people talk about business. That's sort of like a bit like sparring in business. Now, Alex, why do you go to camp, for example, in New Zealand? What does it give you or is it just another camp? Well, they're, they're right now they're, they're one of the, the biggest gyms in in the world right now. So they're actually they're very... They're Where level. is it? It's uh, in Auckland, City Kickboxing. Right. So we've got a, you know, we, we, we're really close with them. Me and my head coach, Joe Lopez. So I'm based out of here in you know, in Australia, in Wollongong, at Freestyle Fighting Gym, but I go to City Kickboxing for training. And I've always been a, a, a grappler, more of a grappler. I've always had, you know, big overhand, right? And a big, big, big punch and, and stuff like that. But I've, I've been a wrestler and a grappler and I was more known for that. Uh, and I could handle my own in the stand-up, but... I knew a lot of people from from uh, that gym that were very good, you know, kickboxers, and I had a good relationship with them anyway. So I decided to go over there and and to to brand my you know a different skill set. Like well, just I say, stop there. That's yep, important. It, very, it is, yeah, because definitely. Because your business, 
the way you execute in your business has been on the floor. Mm-hmm. Well, largely. That's where your skill yep. was. What you're saying is that you needed to freshen up on your stand-up, your boxing skills, or you're just your, your stand-up fighting. Yep. And what's interesting about UFC in particular, and I can't say generally about MMA, but UFC, what I've been watching, it's become more about stand-up. There's mm-hmm. a lot more stand-up than I've ever seen before. And it's actually probably, I, I understand from some people I speak to that there's more pay-for-view on stand-up fights than there is pay-for-view on on the ground fights. Yeah. Because people don't, not a lot of people don't understand the technicality around it. Mm-hmm. And it can get a little bit boring to some. Yep, 100%. To, to viewers. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I love to see people striking, kicking and punching, right? Mm-hmm. So what you've done here is, like anyone in business, you're going to say, shit, I better adapt myself and fix my skills up so I can sell into the marketplace to some extent and or win because you're going to be facing people who do stand-up. Mm-hmm. Is that part of the reason well, you get? Definitely. It all is. Obviously, I, I want to be a better fighter as well. So you're, you're obviously building a, a, a good base. You know, you're, you're not only, again, I'm I'm my brand, so I fight, so I need a, I want to be as a, as the best I can be. And obviously, there's everything. I can work on everything, you know, whether it's striking, whatever it is. So I went over there and I seen some of the best strikers in the world doing big things. I'm like, I have to go over there. Not only... Striking, as you said, is a is is a is a key to you know everyone loves every fight fan you know especially as some will say the casuals and all that they want to see someone go out there yeah, and totally. swing street stands fight. and you know what I mean street so fight. it's a street fight exactly like, you know, right like, okay. they, you know a lot of people will appreciate all aspects of the thing and and at the end of the day winning winning is key right yeah so if uh, if you if you if you're not good enough and you could do well, knock people out, and then you lose, and yeah, people are going to forget. So you're sort of quickly got to have yeah. So you got to have this uh, good balance. You want to be exciting, but at the same time, you want to you want to be able to keep yourself winning. And uh, so I went over there, and and I, I trained with, with these guys again. I went from literally a lot of people thinking that I was just a grappler, pressure fighter, grappler, uh, wrestler. That that was how people looked at me my, my earlier fights in the UFC. To now going over there and not only again trying to train with as many different you know training partners and and shapes and sizes so I can no surprises come fight time so that's always a big key that's why we've always went to other gyms but now you you look at my fights and this is just shows you that like you know how you know going out there and finding knowledge and and you know going out there and and just you know trying to to build whatever you can like I, I now most people will look at my last three fights and they think I'm a striker they would not know that I, I have a bracket. Uh, grappling, yeah. Especially my last few fights are bigger fights where more people recognize me now. So they think I'm just a striker. Three, four fights ago, I was a grappler. That's what people thought I was, a, a wrestler grappler. And that just shows you how in my sport, you know, I need to be able to to do, you know, again, mixed martial arts. I need to be able to do everything. Uh, but right now I can adapt to so many different situations because I, I've, I've been able to, to brand my, my skill sets so Do they wide. boxing? I mean, I've always been curious about this, yeah. but I mean, as a sort of boxing fan, like uh, I'm always been sort of curious when you go to learn about stand-up fighting, Yep. Um, do they actually teach you boxing skills? Do they show yeah, there, uh, there's a lot of uh, good fundamentals in all uh, sports. But then again, we've got to remember where we're – we're fighting MMA. It's a, it's a little bit different. Where if you know, sometimes I've got there's fighters that will go to a, a wrestling gym for wrestling. They'll go to a jiu-jitsu uh, gym for jiu-jitsu. They'll go you know, boxing for boxing. Go kickboxing, and they it's good. So you are getting better in all the things, but then they're never actually blending it all together. They're never you know they it's and I actually notice that like sometimes when I'm sparring people, I can see when they're wrestling, they pretty much go in a wrestler's stance. It's a you know they might be able to adapt to, you know, if I do go wrestling, they might be able to handle themselves. But once I start really throwing everything together and, you know, throwing so many obstacles in front of them, it's, you know, very hard for them to read and, and to adjust to what, what I'm doing and things and like that. And you can control so, the fight. Yeah, so we do do, we definitely do. You want to do everything, but you need to understand that you're going to take, like, uh, things that are going to work and you've got to understand, like, will that, you know, take in what will work. You know, I don't know if that's the same with business. So I can go and someone could tell me something, do I do exactly what they say, or do I go? Oh, that's something that they said there. That that's that's key. That that that's something I can definitely use. You're going to take, or what you, you might can adapt use. it. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. Well, make it work. Right. You'll make it work to to your you got to, to your of, business. You got yeah. to mold it, yeah, squeeze it, it in, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's that's how I am. But what with you're doing fighting. in your business, that's yeah. exactly what everyone does in their business. Yeah. So exactly whatever right. whatever it is, what we're exposed to. But the point is, and I'm saying to these our business owners who are listening. You've got to get exposed to things. That's what Alexander's saying. He's yeah. exposing himself. He's saying, okay, that's something I can use. Mark, if you come and listen to me on my podcast, I don't have the answer for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to talk to Alexander and you might just find one thing out of that old conversation for an hour that suits you. Yeah. 
that's what they've got to do. Instead of looking, because everybody goes and saying, like you said earlier, a lot of blokes training in mixed martial arts, they go, oh, I better go to the boxing gym. I'm going to go and learn from um, Freddie Roach out of box. I'm going to go to uh, the wrestling gym. I'm going to learn from, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But they haven't got answers for you. You yep. have to work out the answers. Just be exposed to the stuff. Yep. Go and get exposed to stuff and adapt yourself. Yeah, it's funny what you were saying. So I'm, I'm the type of person that, I, I want to understand, like if someone teaches me something, like you said, whether it's boxing or jujitsu, they teach me something. I don't just do it. Like a lot of people just go with it, you know, just do it. They'll do it. I'll get told to do it and they do it. They don't care about understanding why it works. But I go real deep. I understand the mechanics of it. Why does it work? And not only does that now understand why that works, I can learn so much other techniques just from that, just purely from the principles of why that works the mechanics of it, and I actually do that with 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 a lot of with a lot of my skills. So um, whether it's a faking a jab, like you know, what I mean, this is a looking at it like a, so it's easy to understand. Like you know, we fake a jab, and that could be to draw a reaction out of them or to keep them guessing. You know, keep them hesitant. I can now because I know that's successful there. Then all right, why can't I use my kicks to do that? Why can't I use my level changes just to keep them guessing with my take? You know what I mean? There's so many. There's a reason why that works. I'm going to understand why that works, and then. I can learn so much from that, and just for and I do that with a lot of, a lot of uh, the skills that I'm taught in you know in like there's a we're, we're going to get into like some of the training uh, schedules I do. Well, let's talk about it. let's talk about the spider. The spider. What, okay, what the yeah. fuck is that? Like, well, you, you, did you invent the name, or is this a name that your the New Zealand gym well, has? Well, that, that's yeah, that's a name that they come up with because right. I think there was a guy his name was Spider Hunter. Right. So we just call it a spider workout. I think he come up with it. So a spider workout is something that you do. What yeah. is it? So it's a realistically, it's yeah, not a very technical type of thing, but it's a, a, we call it a fight gone bad. So as as we're saying, like you, know, you need to adjust the situations. It's nine eleven, coronavirus, and GFC all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly right. So I need a. How am I going to be in that situation? How am I going to be when I am? They're going to put me to breaking point. That's the whole purpose of it. Go to breaking point. How are you going to cope with that? How can you mentally get yourself through that? Will you just give up? You know what I mean? So we actually literally, it's the hardest probably workout you could think of. Like it's, it's as so long. So it's a proper five minutes? Like it's, it. it's as long as the fight goes. So if I'm fighting three five-minute rounds, yeah. it's going to be the hardest three five-minute rounds that you can think of. And if I'm fighting for the title like I did, it's five uh, five-minute rounds. And it's literally, you know, we, you, they need to get you uncomfortable. You know, you are going to get uncomfortable, but how do you cope with that? You know what I mean? And the same as these times right now, like we're going to get uncomfortable. How are we going to cope? Are we going to just be like, oh man, there's nothing we could do. You know, what do we do? No, we can adapt. You know, you know, there's social media. I mean, I'm stuck at home. That's it. I can build my brand by, you know, promoting or whatever it is. You get what so I mean? So you're like, saying if you can't, there's no such thing as you can't do anything at the moment. Yeah. If you're stuck at home and you can't go out and see your customers or your clients, then start to build your brand. Yeah. Use social media. We've got, we got social media. Start talking to them and, and talk their language mm -hmm. and, and, and sort of uh, build yourself into the into your customer base so when times do come back, they'll remember you as, as opposed to someone who's cowering in the corner build or someone brand or, in there, or who said nothing. You've got to say something. Yep. And keep yourself occupied. Yeah. You've got to keep your brain ticking over. I'm, one of them, I'm just looking at this, I'm talking to the audience now, but I'm just looking at this young kid here. You know, people look at fighters in a certain way, and I don't, yeah. for me, I don't. I mean, but I, some fighters are this way, but this, this young kid's quite, his, his, his eyes are just about jumping out of his head. I can see his brain ticking over. I know he's pretty composed, <laughs> but he's, he, I think that's uh, purposeful. His brain is ticking over. It's not, he's not like firing up or he's not uh, an aggressive sort of bloke. He's not intimidating. But intellectually, I can see his brain moving. And I think that this, I mean, this is a typical thing in everything. If you're a good businessman, if you're a good athlete, good at being in the business of being an athlete, your brain works well. Mm -hmm. And you've got to train your brain. It's not about just training your body. It's not just about having reflexes and having um, muscle memory and shit like that. That's all, that's important. But your brain has got to be on top. You've got to be in control. In business, in fighting, I don't give a shit what it is. Your brain has got to be in control. Do you know that you do that? I don't know. I can see. Just, yeah, just, yeah, but it's. I can see your eyes. I can see in your pupils. Yeah. Well, like, again, with with me, I believe that, especially what I do when it comes to to fighting, and that I've got a very high fight IQ. You know, but yeah, with words and that, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not the best with words. So you 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 could see that. You could probably get. That's why I'm glad that you can sort of translate for me. You know, you can translate for the the UFC fighter. But see, you can see what I, where I'm going. Like I do go real deep with with things. Um, but again, I might not be the best with words. So I'm glad that you get to sort of, you know, really get people to understand what I'm trying to say, especially with this spider workout that we're talking about, how 
you know, being comfortable in an uncomfortable position, you know, that's literally what I'm, that, that purpose of that. And I'm doing that for, I've been doing that since I was early days in MMA. I was always, you're going to be, I'm heavyweights, guys twice the size of me, I'm grappling with them. It's hard work. I can easily just lose and then no one's going to judge me for it, but that's not good enough for me. I'm going to find a way to, to get myself out of there. You know, it's going to be uncomfortable. And I'm you're prepared get tired. to lose as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm prepared to put myself in a position that will that might help me, you know. I mean, I can again. I could just lit, sit there and be like, "I oh, yeah, just play it safe, and no one's going to judge me because I'm versing a guy twice the size." But that's not good enough for me. Well, one of the so, big things in Australia is that we've had 29 years of no recession, 29 years of growth. We are the world title holder. No one has ever had that longer period of growth. No country in the world ever. Netherlands was close to 25 or 26 years, but we've had 29 years of it. It's about to change. Okay. The problem with that is, it's a great thing to have, but the problem with that is, is that we get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, people just open the doors, people still come in no matter what. Yeah, you make a living, you make 1500 bucks a week or whatever it is you want to make, you pay your rent, pay your family, whatever. Now we're getting challenged. And the problem we've had in this country is we've never actually been pushed to be uncom- become uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying now, and you're, because I'm, I'm reiterating your words, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, accept the uncomfortable feeling. Go with it. Use it. For when we come out of this uncomfortable period, in other words, things change again, that you are sort of fight ready. You are ready for whatever ever gets thrown at you. No matter who throws it at you, where, what throws it at you, what they throw at you, or how it's thrown at you, you are ready. Your business will become ready. That's what Alex does with his business. He makes sure that he is always ready. He can't make the assumption he's going to have 29 years of growth and win every fight for 29 years. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Every fight he goes into, he could get so badly hurt, he may never have another fight. So he has to be crisis ready every single fight. And the way he does that, he goes in a camp. He exposes himself to different styles. He never makes assumptions that he thinks are going to be uh, concreted into the system. The, he makes assumptions that there is going to be change. He trains to the change. He exposes himself to every different scenario that he could possibly think of. And by the way, what we're talking about here is this guy, and he might, he's, he admittedly says he's not great with the, you know, the English language or whatever. He's, you know, he's not, a, he's not a, an orator, but who gives a fuck? He actually has a great thought process and he thinks deep into the program. So I'm saying to you, Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner, mm-hmm. think deep into the program. Every single variable that goes into your business, think deep into it. Don't assume it's going to be the same again. And if you get a tip from something you see online or something you're following or whatever it is, don't just turn over. Just think about that. Hang on, how can I adapt that to my business and make my business more bulletproof or more punch-proof in, in Alexander or kick-proof in Alexander's mm-hmm. case? I want to talk to you, Alexander. This is a really important part for me because being in the business of fighting, I would say probably my just my personal view from the best at it in, as a business person in boxing is probably Floyd Mayweather because I'll be honest with you, I mean, he'd hate, you know, he wouldn't give a shit what I say, but I, he wouldn't like someone to say this. I reckon he's a boring fighter to watch, mm-hmm. but he doesn't get hit. Yeah. Okay. He's built longevity and he's won 49 fights and never been beaten and he's made more money than anybody because he's, he's great at the business. He doesn't care yeah. how he looks. Probably in your game, um, McGregor's probably one of the best. Yep. But it doesn't matter if he's the best fighter or not. That's not the point. He's one of the best businessmen. What do you take out of the, those sorts of people that you can currently do in your – you're only young in the journey, but in your business of fighting, what would you take, say, from McGregor that you reckon you could use? If this is a, trick, this is a tricky one. Not as a fighter. Yes, yes. This, one's a, this one's a tricky one because obviously the, the – a lot of people think of the blueprint to success in MMA or boxing right now is to trash talk mm-hmm. and do that. I mean, I understand that it a lot, it does sell seats and it does put bums on seats, and I totally get that. But I'm see, I'm I'm a little bit different where I'm the type of person that I want to be me. You know, I want to mm-hmm. be uh, again. At the end of the day, I could you know talk a lot. It might get me you know probably will get me to a a bit more, you know, famous or more people, you know, watching, but I lose all them people forget about me and no one cares about me and everyone's just going to keep uh, throwing dirt on me. So uh, I, I'm I'm the type of person where now, again, I've, I've always just been pretty laid back and I was always worried about what, what I was going to say. I didn't want to offend people and, and that. So it's a it's a tricky one. Right now I'm in the stages of really trying to build my brand. Well, and, tell me about it. Like, what, well, my brand, again, so I want to be me. So I want to, again, at the well, end of the day. Who are you? That's, that's, I, tell I, me I, now. I pride myself on a, on a humble, like respectful type of guy, you know, with morals. And, and that that's me. And that's something that. Again, it can obviously slow things down. What can you know, I do? You think, do you think people are going to find it boring? Uh, 
I don't know. I think is uh, it a risk? So. I th- yeah, yeah. No, just, I'm it not, is a I'm risk. not saying it is. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I Let's think look it. at risks and and, yeah. and and opportunities, right? So, yeah. like, you can't be anything that you're not. Okay, you got to be yourself. Yeah, that's clear. Exactly. I mean, I'd say McGregor's probably like that in real life yeah, to some yeah. extent. Well, I used to think it was a lot of it was just business, but then you start seeing videos and other things that he's doing. You're like, all oh, right, he is. A- he's mad. <laughs> well, he's an Irishman, and he's he's, he's he, it's very Irish to be honest. Like they're they're out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Because you know your game is theatre. Yep, we're not watching it for the skill. Some exactly, yeah. We're watching it for the theatre. Mm-hmm. So the theatre's before the play, during the play, after the play. So there's a lot of theatre around, and brand is around theatre. And of course, these things, mobile phones and uh, devices, I mm-hmm. should say, are all about theatre. We're we're trying to entertain ourselves with yep. theatre, and there's a great opportunity because I'm going to be looking a lot this a lot more now that yep. I'm at home or yep. whatever. So you don't have to be McGregor yep. in the theatre, but what's your theatre? So. At the end of the day, like if you look at a lot of the successful uh, people that everyone love and that like Innocent Silva, George St. Pierre, uh, there's so many uh, fighters that were always very humble, didn't talk shit, you know what I mean? But they were just the best. People will always remember the best. They they really will. So again, I pride myself on being that. And again, it could have, if I did choose a different route, uh, you know, maybe I could have been a bit more, you know, well-known quicker. But, uh, you know, but again, I wasn't doing things that I need to do, what I want to do now. So my brand and something that I take pride in, again, I'm going to be me. I'm a family man. That's that's just me. And well, I don't think I don't say just you. Don't say just you. Yes. Family man's good. Yes, exactly right. So, I mean, as as in a lot of people will be like, oh, like I get people that will tell me, you need to talk shit and you need to do this. Nah. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't need to do that. Well, if you're naturally well, good at to, it, do it. But if you're not naturally, don't do it. Yeah, so – I could have done that and then had easy fights and, you know, and then maybe get helped by the UFC to, to get me to the world title. But I got to get to the world title being me and I, got, I take a lot of pride in that. So that's uh, something that I didn't need. I took, I put myself in positions where the UFC couldn't turn me down. So I was taking the best fight fighters out there. Chad Mendes, no one calls Chad Mendes out. I knew that was going to put me in a better position to get me ranked and get me where I want to be. Then after that, I, I wanted to fight Aldo. He was ranked number one. So if I take him out in his home country – UFC can't turn me down. You know, I mean? I'll put myself in a position where they can't take it from me. You know, they might not want to give it to me. I don't care. They can't turn me down. If I'm number one contender and everyone knows it, you give me that shot. So I put myself, I went over there in Brazil and took out Aldo, the goat of the featherweight division, took him out in his home country. Uh, you know, the crowd screaming, ooh, eh, Vumbay, I put a, 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 a yeah, actual uh, Insta- on, yeah, yeah, Instagram, I put that uh, post up last night. Yeah, so, you know, exactly. So I'll put myself in that position because I know that was going to put me in a position that could, you know, I'm going to do, by forward. the way, the production of that Instagram, that uh, story wasn't good. Which one? The, the you're going to die. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I, you, you couldn't see it. I'll just give you a tip there. Okay, I, yeah. Because well, I'm good at this stuff. But so okay, I yeah. just I looked at it and I thought, no, I, I can't actually see. I can't actually see his Alex. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, I get what, you. Whatever you copied and put up there. Yeah. The the, the, the was good, but just because I I got to stop you. No, no, I, mean, I, that. No, I just need to stop you for a sec. Yep. So what you were saying then to me is the brand of Alexander because I'm just trying to drill into the brand and what mm-hmm. you're going to build up. The brand of Alexander Volkanovsky, it doesn't matter why you're doing it because, I mean, why you're doing it is just saying I can't be anything else, I'm going to be me. I yeah. get it, right? But what you are telling me as in terms of theatre is that Alex won't walk away from any challenge. In other words, he'll fight the, the best there is on offer. Mm-hmm. So in other words, I, you will always be there in the ring, stand there, you'll take all fighters. Yep. Is that, would that be right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I believe in, in my, my abilities. Yep. And like, like I said, with them them guys I was fighting, even though a lot of people, well, yeah, it was probably more of a risk, I knew that would put me in a position where, I, you know, I can It doesn't matter why. Forward. Right now, I don't know why why you're doing because I understand there's a strategy behind it. Yep. And, you know, I said earlier that you, I know you, I can see you're smart, but yep. people won't get that. Just, just look at it on the surface, the theater of it. You'll fight whoever, whoever wants to challenge you. Yep. And in fact, you want to fight the best there is. I mean, I guess you're going to stay in your weight division. Yep, for now. So I'm going to fight, oh yeah, for the time being. Um, is this a super featherweight or is it just featherweight? Featherweight. So featherweight, I'll fight all comers, okay? Yep. That, that, that's, so Alex, how do you promote, well, one way you can promote that is fucking talking about it, mate. Yeah. Like you're doing now. Exactly Like right. you're with Joe Rogan. Exactly right. You've got to get on the fucking road. There's a, that's exactly right. So right now it's just, okay, I'm not going to, yeah, I might not get the backing from the UFC to promote me because I'm not talking the trash. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not standing there flat footed and just swinging like, you know, I'm yeah, a bit more calculated, you know what I mean? You know, so I understand that. So what do I do? I need to adapt. So all I need to do is put myself in position where people can at least see me because I know there's a lot of people yeah, that yeah. respect that my approach. And I guarantee you, so people just need to see that. People just need to see I'm a pretty cool, chill bloke. You know, a lot of people that got to see the 
the Joe Rogan podcast as well. They'll go and they go, man, like, how good's this guy? You know, like a real Aussie you know, bloke on Joe Rogan. How good well, is that? That's From big, the gong, you know. That, that, by the way, that is a big thing outside of Australia. Being an Aussie, it's a big deal. Yep. Don't underestimate it. You've got to tell a story not just here in Australia about yep. Alex Volkanovsky here, but you've got to tell it around the world. You know, like, so yep. there's many podcasts. I, for me, anyone offer you to go on a podcast, you just say, yeah, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have to travel, you can do it remotely. You can do it through studios and you can do it through Skype or whatever. If you could do five a day, if you, if you could five, you know, five periods in a day where you're not busy, that's one way of building your brand because you've got to tell everyone who you are yep. and keep, keep that story consistent. Like, exactly you know, right. A good example of boxing is Danny Green versus Chalk. I mean, Chalk always played the villain. He's actually not a villain. Um, I know him pretty well. He's not a villain. He's totally not a villain. Yeah. But he plays the villain. Yeah. Danny plays the hero. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the biggest fight days in exactly the country in terms right, of yeah. dollars. Those two fighting, I mean, it was a weird fight, but like the two fighting, it was it was big money in it because villain versus hero. You're not going to be the villain. No, you probably better off being the hero, yep. the quiet achiever, mm-hmm. the guy who's from Australia, who's yeah. humble, yep. um, who's a tough guy. So in saying that, that's my brand, mm. and I pride myself on that. Uh, being a, a family man, you're a nice, respectful, chill guy, but there are still so many business opportunities. With that, you know, again, if I was a trash talker and, and, you know, saying the, you know, things that people don't like, very, very controversial, there's a lot of people that you're going to scare off when it comes to, you know, there's a lot of brands that don't want to associate with that type of, yeah, but there's someone that a a nice, reliable, trusted family man. These are people that, you know, that some, some businesses want to work with. Yeah, but Alex, I I reckon you shouldn't think about what you don't want to do. I think you should think about what you want to do. I'm getting a sense that, uh. Very few people associate fighting with family. Very few, good family men. Mm-hmm. Mind you, McGregor looks like he's a good family man too, but um, most people keep their family out of it. And I think it's a good thing to put your family in. I think that's part of the theatre. Yep. I mean, it's my favourite actor of all time is a guy called Charles Bronson. Yep. But he's dead now, unfortunately. But Charlie Bronson was in a movie called The Street Fighter. When I was 15, I watched it. Okay, yeah. He's a boxer. And, uh, and to me, he epitomised, he was just a quiet, humble guy during the Depression trying to make a quid to, to survive. Um, humility is an unsung hero in yep. this world today. I reckon that's a fucking huge opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. And you're not a trash talker. You're not, and by the way, you're not that sort of fast talker type dude either. Like you don't naturally have that in you. Like it's, you can play that humble guy pretty good. And mm-hmm. if you come from Australia, mate, the world loves a humble Australian guy. It's like that's Crocodile it. Dundee style thing, you know. How you going, mate? How you going, mate? But I thought you did a great job on the Joe Rogan show. I mean, I, I thought you did a brilliant job. I want to ask you a quick question because – you got something coming up soon, or has it already been on? You, you got a function coming up? Oh, we haven't got a date for that yet. Oh, because, because we might not be able to hold it. Well, yeah, that, that's a big problem. And obviously, we wanted to be on that perf card, but we don't know what's happening with that right now. So now, again, we've got, got some obstacles. Brand build, train, brand build, exactly. train. Yeah, that's a, now we've got time to do stuff like that. So are you going to be going to do this? Can I, like, this is what Alex Volkanovsky is going to do, I think. I'll be, I'll be so presumptuous to say, one, you're going to train? Yeah. You're going to yeah, train? So, yeah. You're going to brand build? Mm-hmm. For your business, one hundred percent. You're going to plan. Mm-hmm. You're going to plan next fight, maybe the fight after that. Styles. Yeah. I don't know if people understand this, but he just doesn't sit there and get paid money all the time. Like no. he has to make money. Um, who carries all the, all your costs? Like who pays your trainers and all that sort of stuff? I do. So you that's do. a yeah. So that's for, for the yeah yeah exactly right. So you're so, going to manage your yeah, expenses. So, yeah, yeah yeah. So, so like everyone else, Alex Volkan obviously got to manage the expenses too, and then your ex- you're going to manage your expenses to your revenue. So, like, you know, you got to say, well, where's my next check coming from? Yeah. A, sponsors, but B, pay-per-view or does the UFC pay you? How's that work? Yeah, yeah. So they pay you per fight. Per fight. So, yeah, yeah. You need to fight to make money. Okay. So that's why that income in between, we're building your brand and all that, you know, and, and for sponsors, uh, you know, you work outside, you know, fighting, you know, that's where you need to keep that income so coming. You, so when, you when it comes to UFC, you only eat what you kill. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you yeah. know, like, and you got to get, you got to have an opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're, what you're doing is you're bunkering down because you've got a family to look after. Yep. You've got two little kids. Two you? girls, yeah. yeah. two little girls. Beautiful. Yep. I saw a, an Instagram photo. They were beautiful little kids. Yeah, yeah it's, it's beautiful to see that. Yeah, you've got a – I've got four sons. I've got uh, four monsters. I never got a little girl. I always want a little girl, but like, it's too late now. Well, it's not too late, but I'm not going to do it now. But um, it's too old. I probably would have been saying <laughs> it. But, uh, but, but your, your plan right now is to – Get exposure. Would that be right? Yes. Yep, 100%. And yeah. and every opportunity. So if you've got a podcast out there and if you've got a, like a lot of people that you listen to, this dude here might want to come on there and talk to you. I'm like it's – the game here is for he wants exposure, you want content, he'll give you content if you give him exposure. Sounds good Pretty to me. fucking simple. Good trade to that one. <laughs> well, that's what I got. I got content from Alex. I'm giving him exposure. That's how it works. Yeah. That's no, I how, appreciate that. That's how – 
business people collaborate mm-hmm. in tough times. And you've got to learn to collaborate. Everybody's got to collaborate. Mate, I always give everyone a chance to ask me a question because I've been doing ask questions all day. I, mean, I could sit here for hours asking questions, but you got any questions for me? Yeah, okay. Well, now that we're in this uh, times right now, so obviously I want to be building my brand and, you know, there's there's a chance that, you know, we'll, we'll be in lockdown or whatever it is. And you know, right now that we've got a lot of time on our hands, like, well, what are some key marketing or promoting things that I could be doing? Obviously, like with podcasts or even little things, there's social media. In terms of building your brand, you've got to do a couple of things. One, you've got to entertain people. Mm-hmm. So today, social mediums, podcasts, all those sort of things, they work on two things, entertainment and education. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by education, I mean giving them something they didn't already know because they won't waste time if you're going to tell them shit that they already know, okay? They won't listen to you. Well, they might listen to you for two seconds or drop off. Mm-hmm. And the second thing, you've got to be entertaining them all the time. Yep. Now, I don't mean by entertaining them, you've got to do what McGregor does, but entertaining them in your way. You know, it might be showing them some techniques and training techniques I don't know, on Instagram, you might be showing people things that you do, things of why you do this, why you do that. There's a guy called Jeffries, he's a boxer, Tony Jeffries. He's an Commonwealth Games gold medalist, uh, a pommy guy, but he's done does brilliant things on Instagram in terms of uh, uh, boxing techniques. And then off the back of that, he builds a whole business on his website where you subscribe how you be, and, and you learn about boxing techniques. Mm-hmm. He's mostly sort of geared towards amateur fighters, et cetera, but he's still yep. doing really well out of it. People will always listen to Alex Volkanovsky if he's got some tips. Yeah. So I think right now you've got to be working out how you can leverage your current success. You've got to build your brand. When you build a brand, you've got to have both education and entertainment, and you've got to have a story. Mm-hmm. What is the Alex Volkanovsky story? That's why I took you back to 15 years of age. Okay, yeah. What's your story? And you've got to keep telling that story because Instagram, social media, it's all about a story mm-hmm. and you develop, it's like a, uh, you develop a story over time. You, you, you keep evolving it. It's like, a, it's like watching neighbors or something. Like it's a, something you want people to be addicted to. Yep. They want to come to there by appointment. They know that every day Alex puts a post out it or, you know, his best post out at 5 PM yep. Monday to Monday to Sunday. And it's something about blah that I can't miss. Yep. As opposed to at the moment, I've looked at your stuff. It's a little bit haphazard. Yeah, random. Okay, yep, random, yep. I mean, there's no real theme in there. Mm-hmm. I would like to see something really valuable and theme that I can't afford to miss. Yep. Now, now sometimes I, I, you know, you know, you've got to feed too. You get stories all the time. And you just go, fuck yeah, you keep flicking through. Yep. I've been looking at your stuff because I love the fight game, but generally speaking, yep. I would be more likely to specifically look for your stuff if I knew that there's going to be something that of great value to me. Or of interest yep. to me. Yep. That's valuable. If it's interesting to me, especially if I'm sitting at home and I've got, I can't go to work and I'm trying to kill a bit of time, I'm going to be scrolling through. So for me, what I would be doing right now for yourself is building your brand with a story, entertainment, education that is like sort of teaching. My gut feeling is you're a natural teacher. Mm-hmm. Storytelling and uh, being a good speaker is about being prepared to share something with everybody. Yep. I've had to catch off a lot of time because you naturally want to keep talking about it. Yep. You're actually a good fucking talker. All right, yeah. <laughs> sure, I'm going to Irish in you. Yeah. <laughs> but you're a naturally good talker. Yeah. So that, that's a strength. Yep. So use that. Can use and, it, yeah. And start telling people stories and t- start telling them why you did this, why you did that, what you learned from this, what you learned from that, how, how can I apply that generally to business, what you're doing, why you're doing this, where you're going next. You've got to draw them in. And then I'll be looking at a website. Yeah. Well, that's how, yeah. See, these things are- where, Websites again, next. That's what we're website, doing right now. And then you've got to start looking at selling them something. Yeah. And now, what I mean by that is not, it's not selling for the sake of selling, but to just say, look, for 20 bucks a month, you can subscribe to this and you can, oh, I'm going to show you every week, once a week, the, the three things that I reckon are absolutely non-negotiables when it comes to wrestling or fighting or boxing or training or keeping fit or eating well or whatever it is that you want to talk about, all those things. Yep. People would love to know what Alex yep. Volkanovsky's well, sort of regime is. We are working on a couple of things like that and thanks. I appreciate it. So now I know I'm sort of going in the right direction. So like I said, it's still early days for me. Yeah. And I understand that these things need to be done and I need to, you know, find out what, what really works for me as well. So I'm sort of out of filling out process and we are doing websites. Stay tuned for that. When you get a website, if you can get people traffic to your website, then you can get more sponsors mm-hmm. to your website. Yep. You've got to start to think about what type of website do I have to build to, to attract revenue mm-hmm. and give value for that revenue yep. at the same time? Yep. So reach, reach numbers of people, people who want to pay for sub- subscription. A good one, if you go and look at the Sweat, S-W-E-A-T, the girl from South Australia has got 10 million followers. Oh, okay. She's yep. only 27 years of age. Um, her name's Kayla Ritzeners. She's been on the show. Her business is about putting online training regimes for females. It's the biggest in the world. Mm, okay. Um, and she's just a young South Australian girl. 
but you know, she's got a website, etc. So she's got she's brilliant at the way she uses her uh, social medium to draw people into website yep. and, and to make money out of them. And I don't mean a bad way; they pay don't pay much money, but she gives them really good value. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good proxy for someone like you. Yep. Okay, so you've got to look for what's a good proxy for Alex Volkanovsky. Yeah. Mate, thanks very much for coming on. I've been so Thank excited. You. It's been awesome. I learned a lot, so that's, a, that's beautiful. So this podcast is a good teaching lesson. I love it. Thanks, mate. 